Hi, Josh here. Just before we get into the uh, show, I wanted to give you a heads up that there are some topics that may be triggering for some people that are discussed in this episode. Uh, we discuss alcoholism, we discuss sobriety, we discuss divorce, as well as uh, discussing what it's like to have a marriage amongst uh, alcoholics. Uh, there's also a name that has been bleeped out at the request of uh, our guest, Andrew Giles. Um, so if you hear that beep, that's just a, a name that he asked to be taken out because we didn't want to take out the uh, the story that was being told because it was very relevant to the conversation. Um, so thanks for listening, uh, and I really hope you enjoy this uh, conversation with Andrew Giles. It's a great one. podcast for dads who love music made by dads who love music and now your hosts josh and joe hello and welcome to dad rocks the podcast about being a dad and loving music and how the two intersect in our lives i'm your host josh and today i'm joined on the show by andrew giles andrew is a photography teacher in the fort worth independent school district in fort worth texas and a single father to three children I met Andrew 15 years ago when he was my bunkhead during my first summer as a counselor at Apple Farm Arts Camp. During the course of that summer and the following two summers, we became good friends discussing a myriad of things on a regular basis. He also continually tried to push me to become a bigger fan of rap music, which continues to be an uphill battle to this day. Andrew, welcome to Dad Rocks. Man, thank you so much. What an introduction. Wow, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know... I, we were just talking before the show that it's it's been crazy that we haven't seen each other in like 13 years. And I think we talked, you know, we chatted a bit uh, last sure. year or so. And yeah. then I called you to try to do, be, see if I could fly you up to do, uh, you know, uh, do my wedding, wedding as a photographer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But that, that just couldn't fly. But that it's it's all good. It's all good. It's great to see you. I'm so glad Likewise, you could man. You know, come on the show. Congratulations on everything. And uh, just really appreciate this opportunity, man. It's really, really cool. Thanks. So how's your summer going so far? Uh, summer's cool, man. Summer's cool. Uh, we have a, a pool right outside our, our complex right here. So nice. I take the kids swimming all the time. They got to do summer camp. Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Cooking a lot. Uh, we just got back from vacation at the beach nice. down in Galveston with my sisters. So that's always a blast. Yeah. Vacation, uh, vacation isn't so much relaxing anymore, but right. it's, it's, a good, it's a good time for the kids. And that's all that kind of really matters. Every summer I have, I reminisce about Apple Farm. Do you ever think about, or, uh, you know, because you spent four summers, three of those summers you, we, we spent together, but do you ever think about the, you know, your time there and just like, be like, Oh man, what would I be doing right now? You know, if we were at camp, <laughs> man, I, you said you think about it every summer. I, 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 I'd say I maybe think about it every day, like at least every <laughs> week, maybe, uh, man, that place was so special for so many reasons. Uh, you know, it's founder Albert and, yeah. uh, Sarvananda, uh, our, our, our lead counselor passed last year and that just like brought it full circle. Like the man that I was because of those two people uh man it was just like this whole another wave of gratitude and man 
I uh, I gave my soul to that place. So oh, yeah. we it was like you, an exchange, you know? It was an exchange. Well, you know, that was uh, the thing I was, you know, thinking about is like how you know, when you were there, you were pretty much, you know, you you came in as a photography teacher and then you I think you worked uh, during the at least part uh, outside of uh, the camp season and you know, during that time you were kind of like a bit of a nomad, um, you know, <laughs> you were, you know, you're doing freelance stuff. You were yeah. working kind of traveling, couch surfing. I remember yeah. you told me about couch surfing with a couch surfing dot com or yeah, something like that. Right. That's right. That's right. There's no, there's uh, no way that would have lasted to 2022. Right. No way. No, no. Well, now that everyone can Airbnb. So, right, you know, right. it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, and, you know, it, 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 that place was super magical. And obviously it, it impacted your life in a way that led you, you know, to become a teacher, which I don't know if that was your goal initially to become a teacher. So what, what ended up happening going from, you know, last time I saw you, you know, you were, I think in the, in the process of settling down, uh, with your now ex-wife, but you still kind of had this like free spirit about you. So what really reigned that in? Man. Um, I think, Truthfully, when I when I really look back at it, like I've always been sort of an educator, sort of a teacher, sort of a counselor role to my friends and my family. So like that, that was kind of a natural step, you know, uh, and it was so much fun at Apple Farm. Like, yeah, could you, like no, no paperwork. No, uh, I mean, you have to do budgets and stuff. Of for, course. For of you, course. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that was that was easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, just the leadership too. Shout out Jenny Quinn, man. Oh my gosh. What an incredible leader for me. It, she impacted me as well. Like, you know, we had her on before she left the organization just to, you know, talk about it uh, early on in the podcast. We were trying to still get our legs. Oh, wow. Her leadership, you know, definitely, you know, impacted me uh, as a an educator, as, you know, a person who works with kids. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like that, you know, that place, you know, like I said, it's, it's just, it's, it's incredible. It's the teaching there was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause, cause everyone wanted to do it. You know, everyone was just down. I mean, all the weird stuff that we did, like the meat, the, what was it? The meat slurry. Oh, that, yeah. Mike and, uh, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, we just and, uh, was like and Josh, non, yeah. was nonstop madness. Well, that, you know, that's what you get when you work at an arts camp. And you know, one of the, uh, I have to say like, you know, this is, you know, for the two of us, you, yeah. you, you may come off as like, oh, these dudes, you know, they work there. They love it. I have had students who I got there on scholarship who it's changed their lives. One of my good Absolutely. friends just sent his daughter there no and way. she's like, she's like, can I like, this is the best place ever. And like, you know, it's gone through a transition and like we, Man. you know, you haven't worked there in 13 years. It's been a decade for me and it's to, it's kind of a changed place. But just to say, while it's changed, that essence of, oh, you know, so creativity and letting so. people figure out who they are and being such a supportive place is, you know, is, is still there. I think it's I think it's like a reminder, you know, it's a reminder that that can exist. You know, yeah. like that these people exist out there. They might not go to the same high school as you, middle school, um, shoot, even college. Like, but those weirdo soulless <laughs> souls uh, artists are, are out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, that I think for both of us, obviously it helped you, you know, get, you know, find that path. And, you know, for me, I was already on that path for education and, and like thinking about, how to be i think for me really the biggest thing you know working especially with someone like you who had 
you know, my anxiety and my own issues always got in the way of how I, I did stuff. And you were always like a calming influence. And I think just understanding how to be empathetic towards other people and be empathetic towards what kids are going through, be empathetic towards, you know, a situation and not just see it as black and white. It was super important to me. And I know, you know, it, it helps. I think people just become better people like, you know, counselors who work there just become, you get a better mindset about you. What, what an incredible thing to say. Thank you so much. That means so much. Um, I, I hope that, you know, I've, I've continued that. I, I like to think that I hear that from my current students or my previously past students. And, and uh, I think that's, you know, that's part of being a parent too, right? Yeah. Being, being vulnerable, like saying like, I'm a human being. Um, you're going through it. I'm going through it. I don't know. Maybe you're not going through it. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Um, but just to, yeah, just to bring it back to the fact that we're all just human beings. It's so important in anything. But yeah. I find that in parenting, too. Well, I mean, it's obvious that your students recognize that. Your school district recognizes that. You were voted Teacher of the Year like three, four years ago, I think right before the pandemic, in a very large school district. <laughs> so that says something. Um, and then you just told me uh, when we were chatting uh, last month about, or two months ago, or whenever, to get you on the show, you said how one of your students won a national award and you were invited to go with her. Like that, you know, that that's huge props. I know Thanks, you're man. a very humble person. You're Thank a very you. humble person. But, you know, that says a lot about you as an educator. And usually when you're a great educator, that means you also have a lot of, you know, amazing people qualities, too. So I just want to, you know, give you a shout out with that Gosh, as well. Man, you're just giving me so many flowers. Man. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. You deserve it. Thank you. You deserve Thank it. You. I, you, you know, yeah, we all have our flaws and stuff, you know, and, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll in, get to that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I mean, you were always that was always something you always connected with people and you always connected with kids and you always saw like, I think that was one of the great things, even when time, when people got frustrated and down, you always saw the optimistic side and, 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 and help people get through it in a way of like, all right, let's it's all it's not all bad. Like, you know, let's let's push through it and stuff. Hey, that's that's all we can do. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, of teaching, you know, in general, what was, you know, you're in Texas, I'm in Jersey, the, the pandemic influenced, every, you know, all teachers. I think things were a little different in our states, though, especially after that, the end of the 20, uh, the 2019, 2020 school year. Yeah. But what was it like for you at the start of, of the pandemic? And how did your kids deal with, you know, and how did you deal with virtual hybrid? I don't even know what you guys were, were doing at the time. So August... I guess what 2020, right? August 2020. Yeah. I had three kids at home, <laughs> all doing work online. One starting kindergarten. Mm. Dude, that was a wild couple of weeks. Uh, and then I'm online all day as well. And like, no one knows what they're doing. Like, literally, <laughs> no one. As a teacher, you don't even know what they're doing. Really. Right, right. <laughs> like, the first day, like 30 kids would be in the Zoom. The very next day, like, four you're like this is already happening i thought this would take <laughs> months to um but that that was you know but like kind of what we were just saying man like it's it's how much energy do you have for a day right how much energy do you have period like and where are you going to put that energy and if you're just putting that energy towards like this is hard and and therefore i shouldn't do it and, and just keeping with that that pessimism it just how do you get through that 
the only way through it is like to be to be positive. So that's what we did uh, at home. That's what we did at, at school. And you know, generally speaking, I think uh, I think it just highlighted the problem with so many things, education mm-hmm. and, and social issues, and like that wasn't an accident that that Black Lives Matter was huge during that time, right? Like it was all sort of just highlighted issues, and uh, but education, of course, was was uh, deep for us because. It just like it was, it was just this perfect example of the unappreciation and um, the little care or effort in the community. I don't know if that's yeah. a if that's a political or very diplomatic way to say it. You know what I'm saying? But like, I it just showed like I don't know showed all the levels to to what it actually takes. And and furthermore, again, let's go back to the students, right? Like, like trying to empower someone that just doesn't care to to even try you know like we're talking learning like they don't even care to like get on the thing and 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 i'm not i'm not dismissing that like i'm highlighting that i'm saying that's a serious issue like what is happening in that child's life that they can't even open a laptop and it takes you know for me it's a photography class mainly this is the perfect time to do it. Go outside, take your phone, go outside, walk your neighborhood. Like, man, some of these kids had never walked in their neighborhood and Mm. thought to take pictures, you know? And, and as a creative person, you're like, well, doesn't that just seem so obvious? But again, it just highlighted it. It just highlighted so many things, like so many of these revelations, uh, in the classroom, um, just communication, the way that I communicate, is different for sure it's it's sharper it's like um ironically i <laughs> it's funny i'm like sharper and then i lose it <laughs> uh it's just more to the point like instructions are so much more to the point and mm-hmm. and i try to do that uh f- for that brain that can't handle a lot of seconds of information it just can't like it's a different brain than it was three years ago period like period even whether you're making a's or c's or f's it's just a different uh it's a different person it's a different human and i think you know generally speaking we have been pretty empathetic to them to that generation and and i think we have listened to them and i think that's important for us as older people too right yeah um because most generations dismiss the youth period you know um which goes back to a lot of great music, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, and it's, I, I don't want to get into too much, you know, of the politics and stuff, but sure. I have to say it's, it's I feel, uh, you know, being in a, in, a, in a state where, you know, even where teachers are generally looked at as, you know, favorable, being in a, in a state where it's, you guys are vilified a lot and education itself is kind of, um, you know, frown, almost like public education is just like frowned upon in, in some, in some ways or what we're, what they're doing. I can't, you know, help, but, you know, feel sympath, you know, empathetic or sympath- whatever. I feel right, right, like right, 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 that right. you guys are, you're, you guys are doing, you know, yeoman's work with the, not only with the kids that you're, you're dealing with, but like with the situation that, you've been put into and what you have to deal with outside of the classroom and just, you know, the periphery, you know, all teachers have bullshit to deal with, but 
you guys have a lot more than we do in a lot of respects. Um, so I give you major props for even continuing that journey, you know, in the state that you live in. Well, I, isn't that part of it, though? That's yeah. completely part of it, that, yeah. that uh, I at least have the freedom in my classroom. I'll say that for sure. I have the autonomy to, to speak our minds, and it's a safe space for kids to come and speak their minds. And, like, that's that. Like, yeah. and you, you can't fire me over that. So uh, why? Because <laughs> Not we're yet. Not yet. But, <laughs> but, 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 but why? But let me push back. But why? Because we're talking about art. Right. Yeah. And art can always be subjective. I, I don't know if I personally agree with that, but that's what they yeah. that's what they say. That's good. That's good. But uh, getting back to your kids, yeah, um, yeah. you you have three of them. I do. And you have a biological son and two adopted daughters. Um, you know, and you had your son uh, about he's twelve, thirteen. He's about to turn eleven. Oh, he's 11. Sorry. Okay. You're good. Just thinking of the time and stuff like that. Well, he's um, very, he's very tall too. He's pretty yeah. big, pretty big kid. He looks 12 <laughs> or 13. Obviously you and your now ex-wife were together for, for a while. Um, and re, you know, you decided to adopt your daughters right before COVID happened. Um, what was the reasoning that led you to adopt, uh, you know, another child and, you know, two children actually? Uh, it's, it's, um, uh, definitely a mixture of a lot of emotions for sure. Like I'd say first, uh, her and I both deeply like wanted to adopt, like ever since mm -hmm. I can remember, like I even remember as a teenager being like, if I have kids, I'm going to try to adopt. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just one of those things, you know, that's just like with you, uh, that you hope to do one day. And, uh, and man, she, she put a lot of work towards that adoption, um, she put a lot of time and effort and, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know how like deep or dark we're going to go here, but like I was drinking heavily during this time mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's something I'm completely okay with talking about because, uh, you know, as you know, I'm sober now and, yep. and, um, but, uh, but I say that to say that it was, it was kind of a, a dreamy state for me. Like it was a very, uh, lucid state and mm. it was hard it was really lots of lots of challenges uh came before adoption and um i think i think it's a little bit naive but i also think it's a little bit normal to put your heart into something with full hope and full faith and uh you hope that this thing this next thing right if you finally get this job oh if i once i graduate there's always this thing that once you do right there's like this level of happiness that comes mm -hmm. with it um and that's that's what we were riding on man and uh that that just wasn't reality you know just i mean i guess that's the best way i can put it, it just wasn't reality uh we were we were both drinking a lot and um but that doesn't change the fact that we love love them so deeply and yeah. uh, and they're well taken care of, you know, like they're <laughs> they're good now. Um, but uh, but we just loved them so much, man. We were just uh, <laughs> we just fell in love. We fell in yeah. love with them and uh, they they like moved in and and, you know, there are, of course, issues with our son and like we worked through. We had counseling through the adoption, like. You know, we thought we were in a good spot to do it. And just looking back, it just, it wasn't reality. Yeah. So, I mean, the love is yeah, I mean, still reality, but. Yeah. I just remember, you know, you posting a lot of stuff 
on social media uh, and, you know, you'd, you'd uh, blur out their faces or put like a sticker on top of their faces. And it just seemed, you know, it was it was kind of, you know, interesting. I, and I, I really applaud you for being honest about the what was going on, because like you said, you don't people don't really realize the stress and you know the hurdles and hoops you have to jump and oh over goodness. and under and go through to get you know to adopt a kid and you know obviously you were posting stuff and obviously there were there were legal issues um yeah. and i mean i mean yeah they they've always been fun you know like we yeah. we in that time like we were fully functioning alcoholics like so we we still you know took care of them and like got them to yeah. school and, and got them to appointments. And I don't want it to come across as, as though they weren't taken care of because they were, but, um, it, the, 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 the covering of the face was, yeah, that was just, you can't show their faces until they're legally adopted. Mm. Um, but, uh, just to get to that point, but yeah, no, I mean, it's like for me, like it was a, I, I kind of learned a little bit about what was going on process. and stuff. Yeah. The process is pretty wild, man. I mean, we'd have random social workers in our house, like, you know, Tuesday. And then I'd be coming on from work Thursday, and they'd be like, hey, someone else is coming today. You know, we always welcomed them. They were great people. Yeah. <laughs> they were great people. Uh, but it's hard not to talk about the education system and this foster care system without getting, like, like political and fiery about yeah. it, you know, because uh, these systems just aren't run well, man. They just aren't. Period. Um, CPS is not run well, and it's it's heartbreaking, um, especially as you pointed out uh, in the state of Texas. Yeah, and I, I you know I applaud you on a lot of fronts for going through the process, you know, uh, with two two young sisters, um, and it's you know it, it's. Obviously, I'm sure the stress of that led to what happened with you and your ex-wife um, sure. with the with the divorce. Um, and I don't I, I don't know the, the exact timeline, but, you know, obviously, probably with that and then COVID, it, it seems everything just kind of exploded um, <laughs> with you. And you don't have to get into details, but I mean, uh, it, it seems like I, I'm exploded sure you were a good word. Exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Exploded is a great word. Now, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna uh, kind of give the like timeline. So, so yeah, they got adopted December twenty eighteen, and then like uh, night to twenty nineteen happened, and then towards the beginning of twenty twenty, it was just like that choice you got to make in life, you know. And things were pretty dark, and I just couldn't live that way, man. I could see the, the looks and, and especially my son's face, you know, and like just knew I wasn't doing right. So uh, that started that journey um, into summer, basically. And I had no idea. I hadn't like it was summer break or I'm sorry, spring break. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically we were on that break and I was just drinking, drinking, drinking every single day. And I like I, we had heard about COVID, like we thought we, you know, but like mm -hmm. maybe that Texas pride got in the way too. We were like, <laughs> oh, it's not going to come down here at least, right? Yeah. And uh, I didn't really think much of it, and that wasn't really like part of the equation at first. Like at first, it was like, I need serious help, get me there right now. Uh, but then, like I'm hearing these things on the news as I'm in detox and 
and then eventually rehab and it's just like what the world is shutting down like i'm in the middle of nowhere outside of austin and they're mm. coming to tell us we don't have television we don't have our phones they're coming to tell us hey guys like the world is shutting down we're like what so then to come out of that and like see that world was wild i mean it was just wild i was already away from the modern civilization as it was mm-hmm. so to come back into it where it like wasn't the same it was like a head trip i was like wait i know this is me because i'm a changed person but it's also like this extra level of weirdness yeah and i i don't you know um i hadn't thought about this you know to ask but it just came to me were you working while you were in rehab or were you no, or was it, it short-term it? disability yeah okay yeah short-term and, disability and then yeah i mean my my nan i mean I don't know if it's like right to say their names or not, but my my te- my art teachers, my team took care of me, man. They they literally were like, it was like one email. I couldn't yeah. even call. I had to send an email, and the response was like, "We got you." Like literally, we got you. And I knew right then. I was like, I don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. And, and they did. They took care of my grades. They took care of attendance. It was wild, man. And the principal. Yeah. Um, as someone I consider a friend, I mean, she's an incredible human being, incredible leader. Um, my, my, you know, Jenny Quinn 3.0 <laughs> in my, in my life right now, uh, more accurate would be like 15.0, but just, yeah. Saying. Uh, so yeah, no, she, she had my back too. They all, they all supported me for, through the entire thing. And, and, uh, the men talk about an inspiration, like they are the people, obviously along with my family and friends that that i'm sticking this out for you know yeah was home life already kind of in turmoil or did did you getting sober kind of exasperate things yes so so that was part that was that was part of the journey uh that was part of it all like i in rehabilitate in recovery i basically was being counseled all day i mean what a beautiful life right mm-hmm. you wake up early you make your own breakfast like it was a great way to live like it was a great way to function and then you go off and you get to talk about like your life with people and these other men that are just these incredible human beings i mean these stories of these guys is just i mean there's no way i could say them uh right. most of them here uh but they're uh through that counseling through that therapy um i mean doctors count the counselors they were all like man you you're an abusive marriage and when they first like worded it like that like it's such a harsh you know term i sort of scoffed at it and thought well you know we both have our issues and we both have our you know i was just trying to hold myself accountable to Mm -hmm. it all and i haven't been the greatest husband but just and as the weeks went on man it just became more and more clear to me um that i had to have a physical separation emotional separation a spiritual separation that like my life just couldn't continue with her on my path you know Mm -hmm. and seeing its effect on the kids um i know that she can be a great mom i know she can um but she's struggled the last two years since coming back and separating and you know, this is just uh I kinda lost my, my track of mind there, but it's all right. It's you know, it's I I can't even imagine, you know, going through all of that while COVID is happening and you know it's like 
yeah. <laughs> I have a tough time dealing with day-to-day <laughs> stuff sometimes. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do wonder, because, you know, growing up, you know, I, I remember uh, my own anxiety over, like, hoping my parents didn't, you know, get divorced and, and seeing how my friends, how th- their lives kind of yeah. changed and how they changed. And how, how have your kids overall kind of dealt with it, adapted, you know? I appreciate that, yeah. That, um, that's, I mean, that's by far, like, what most people ask, right? Um, which is the good question to ask. Uh, they definitely struggled at first, man. I'm not going to lie. Um especially because of their mom's behavior like uh, she just did not take the divorce well and um, made some poor choices and that certainly exasperated uh, emotions and tensions and um, so that you know that certainly didn't help Uh, but I've man I've I've, I feel like they're safe they're, they're they're comfortable here and they're super safe here and I've worked hard to like create that environment for them um they uh they you know they went to their school counselors they the school counselors school admin like know who they are they they there have been a couple things that have happened at school you know so there's there's that kind of stuff too uh that these other entities come into your life Mm -hmm. um which they're all there to help you know they're all there to help so i welcome them and and they uh they've been a an incredible uh, ally, an incredible like fixture, you know, like someone to really for the kids to really go to. Um, but but through that, man, it's just community, you know. Through that, through um, them making their own friends and and just living life and just being a consistent, like patient adult in their life. It takes time, you know, like it's not this thing that that's just going to happen just because you're a good person, you know, like the trust there that needs to be formed is really just sacred. You know, it's like so important and it's important for any parent, period, you know, Um, but I think that's also important to, to give yourself grace too, right? Like this parenting stuff doesn't happen just because you want it to it really takes time and it takes learning about yourself and it takes learning about them. And, uh, so to see where they've come from, I mean, they used to have nightmares all the time when they first <sighs> moved in here and, you know, little bangs on upstairs and they would just, you know, wake up and it's just sad to be a part of, but, um, they're, they're doing really well, man. They're, they're great awesome. kids. Um, they're great, great kids and they're excited about school and they're having an awesome summer. So, that's great. Uh, we're just trying to celebrate and rejoice and stay positive. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I feel bad for, you know, I feel bad for anyone who goes through that. And, I, you know, I just I was thinking, you know, when we were setting this up, just thinking about, um, you know, really think about your daughters, like just the, the, the kind of roller coaster that they went through. And it's, you know, uh, kids are so like, I, I see kids at my school who deal with much, you know, much worse situations and who like are dealing with you know cps coming to their house a lot like have had kids saying oh well don't don't call you yeah, know kind yeah. of kind of situation and it, calling will only make it worse yeah type thing and but it's just like amazing how resilient they are and we don't think about a lot of times the trauma For sure. that these kids go through because they're just kids and sometimes you're like oh they're just kids you know they're putting Absolutely. on a happy face but you know, it's 
it, it's it's so great to hear that you have a community of of people who are who are there to help because and you know it's always I always find it uh, a strength of a parent who's willing to allow those people to come into their life and you know bring them in because a lot of parents you will shun them away and say ah my kid's fine you know it's no there's no but there's nothing that you get to help and it's it's when they're really there to help they're the experts you know exactly. they're they're not perfect either but exactly. you know they're going to if there's one if they can help a kid in one aspect that then they've done they've done their job absolutely and, um so and uh, you know what what is something you know because of the, the the craziness that you you all went through what have you learned about yourself and your kids i think more than anything I've learned that control is so outside of anything that we can even begin to grasp. Like we try to control so much and um, letting go. To answer your question, letting letting go, letting go of control, uh, learning to let go, like knowing that that is a process of life and uh, not not trying to minimize your feelings or emotions about a certain situation. Um, but, but knowing that the next thing, like the next right thing you might've heard, like just doing the next right thing can like it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to add up, right? Like the day to day just doesn't seem to like some days it just feels so heavy and you're so tired and, I mean, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. Like, being a parent is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I think learning to give yourself that grace and to remember, you know, like, remind yourself that you cannot control so much. Um, I think I've also learned to... I mean, like, I'm trying to... The word I really want to use is patience, but it's like so beyond that. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I think that stems, that's what caught me thinking, because I think that stems from control, like, right? Mm -hmm. So learning to, to let go of control, that's, that's, that's my final yeah. answer. And I mean, like, that's, I deal with that all the time. Like that's, that's one of my issues with my anxiety is like, is control issues. And I've, it's taken me, you know, 20 years to realize, right. you know, that, that a lot of that it, it comes down to, and, you know, to have, to understand that so much is out of your control and, and staying you, present you, because of that. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, that's also the reason why, you know, going back to the teaching, going back to like the camp counseling, you have to be empathetic. You have to be listening. You have to be open to what is happening for other people because you probably can't, con you can't control everything that you, Absolutely. that they're going through, that the kids are going through. And, you know, that's something that you have to teach yourself to have patience, to have that, that understanding. And that's why, um, the, that's why the arts are so important, man. Like we're, yeah. we keep talking about community. It's the arts community, right? It's the arts community that's listening. Like it's the arts community that's that bonded us. Like yeah, that arts community um, has the has the spirit to persevere. It just does, and to 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 build together. Yeah. 
And so, you know, you said everything's good now. And uh, obviously you're on your own with, with your three kids. Uh, you, how has that adjustment been in general? I guess you guys are in a good groove now. Yeah. Yeah. We are in a good groove. Um, you know, we, we still bicker, uh, for sure. Like we still, <laughs> I don't think that ever ends. <laughs> I, think that, I don't think that's ever going to stop, but, um, we're like coming to agreements about things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a very like, just no BS parents. Like I, I kind of, I mean, if I'm going to treat them like they're their own human beings and I'm reminding them to treat me like a human being, then I'm going to speak to them that way too, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's all good, man. Uh, they're, they're just, it's, it's much, it's, it's a lot like a plant. You know, like when a plant sprouts, like a new mm-hmm. growth. Do you, do you keep plants? Do you know this? Yeah, yeah. I've I've plants. had plants die and then okay. come back, and I've had oh, to replant see? a couple. I'm I'm not very good at it. Okay, it's usually okay. the easy easy to to, to to grow plants. But I've kept it. I've kept an orchid alive for about uh, five years now. So it's yeah. hard to keep alive too, right? Hey man, three ice cubes once a week seems to do the trick. So. I'm writing that down. <laughs> That's what the Trader Joe's little like tag said when we received the, <laughs> Of course, of course, Trader plant, Joe's. But it works. Awesome. Well, it's I, I, it's just, it's so f- interesting to see this thing grow. Like, I, I have some of these aloe veras that are just like these huge aloe veras mm-hmm. that, that are, that like I saved from that house, like that house that I never went back to. I would like, you know, go back and get a few things and never lived at, I should have said. And, and to see it grow, like to see a child grow is an amazing thing. And just to be a part of that, like, I'm just so blessed, dude. I'm just so like honored to be their dad. And like, we have fun with it, man. We listen to good music and we eat good food. Like what else can a dad do? (laughs) (laughs) Be there and, you know, be be the support system that they need. That's, you know, provide for them. And and that comes from, that for me, that comes from modeling, you know, that just comes from modeling it and. I just try to be a good person, just like my father was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's all you can be, you know. Uh, and speaking of, you know, you mentioned the, the arts community and you were mentioning, you know, listening to music and stuff. You, you yourself are an incredibly creative person, you know, be, from your photography to your art um, and just, you know, even your sense of style, I, I got to say, is, you know, could be, at least back in the day when we were at <laughs> Apple Farm, you had a very creative sense of style, which I always admired. Um, I, I still wear a dress every now and then. Hey, that's great, man. Um, I was doing it before Harry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but are, have, are any of your kids showing, you know, any kind of creative side, any kind of, uh, you know, interest in the arts? Okay, so my youngest, Juniper, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sold that she's going to have some sort of musical ability in something. Uh, she played, she just had like little intro, uh, lessons last year. So they did a little bit of everything, which was Mm -hmm. cool. Um, but she, she just loves learning. Like she is dynamite, man. She is like always on the go. She loves life. Um, she's our most challenging one too, but she is, Mm -hmm. she just has a zest for learning that, um, so she loved music, so I, I, I wouldn't put a past her. She also has the thing, what's it called, where, where once you hear something once, you kind of just know it. Yeah, yes. like a, a, um, a like photographic a auto- memory type yeah, deal. Yeah, like an auditory yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like perfect uh, or anything, but but yeah, no, she'll hear a pop song 
in the, in the car one time and just like know it. And I'm like, that's that means something. <laughs> yeah, she's an ear. That's she, has an ear. she has an ear. Yeah, she has an ear for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Josie, man, she's all she's my girly girl. So she's like all in on uh, nail polish, <laughs> and we 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 haven't haven't gone down the dying of the hair. Uh, route yet she's only nine but uh, I'm sure that's coming our way um, but no she loves to do my nails so she they, they both love to draw for sure but awesome. uh, but then again all kids do so yeah uh, and then Calvin man Calvin actually this is pretty cool I just remembered this um, last year at the end of third grade his design won the back of the yearbook Oh wow! Yeah, it was it was really cool too. Um, just like this line drawing thing. It's hard to explain. Kind of like the logo with a line drawing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was like the back of the yearbook. I was like, dude, that's that's awesome. inc- incredible. So, it's I guess it's natural in a way. You know, it's natural to pass it down. Yeah, I've had any of them into photography. I mean, I don't know since you know, or are they kind of like it's dad's thing. I'm gonna stay away from it now. So. I think that actually reminds me of the first summer of teaching photography at Apple Farm, right? Like, mm-hmm. it really does that moment when you know... I mean, I just graduated, like, with mm-hmm. my BFA, right? I, I know stupid amount of photography and <laughs> photography history. And so I walk, you know, you just assume, like, oh, I can explain this because I know it so well. And, uh, man, Alex Carlbon, he just looks back at me and it's just like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm just, he just goes, you know, he just goes, starts taking pictures. Yeah. They're overexposed. They're underexposed. Cause we were shooting all film yeah. uh, back then. Do they still do that? I don't know. I, 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 I actually, I don't know. I know the last time I was there, which was a couple of years ago and I sent you a picture. Yeah. You, one of your, your signs with the old man. I saw that. Uh, I saw was, that. Was still, was still there. Oh, um, that makes me so happy, man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I okay. feel like they, they, they still have the, the dark room. They had a and good I just, space for it. Yeah. And I do want to sh- mention, you mentioned Alex Carlbon. Have you, I mean, his artwork. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like shout insane. Out. Big shout out, Alex Carl. Like he, or Carl Alex Bond. You can call him either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he... No, he travels with the southwest of America. These huge mural mural drip paintings, they're amazing. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely check them out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, you're you're right. Like when you when you're trying to teach a kid like something <laughs> new, it's hard cuz you you want to when you know so much, like that's with me and my son with music. I'm just like, yes. Oh, you know, this is yes. it's one I I mentioned this I think on the last episode like how I just I always want to like was so excited about showing him music and he's right. like kind of not He's finding his way, cool. But like, it's not how I was, which right. is you know always been a hard thing. And like, I just want to emulate. It's always been a problem with me. It's like I want to emulate the good times all the time. I think a right, lot of people right, do. Right, right, right. Sure. But, uh, you know, or emulate you know how you were as a kid. Right. But it, he's not. But now though, he's. I don't know if he has uh, the ear, but he's only you know he's going to be four, so who knows? But he. He is now starting to memorize songs. Cool. He's trying to memorize songs. He's trying to like remember the lyrics. Very um, cool. What's he? So, what's he got? What's he got in his portfolio? Well, honestly, <laughs> I will say he is a much better artist. He's a really, really good artist. Yeah. He when he was like one and a half, he was like drawing like stick figure people like with faces okay. and, and stuff. Um, but music wise, like you know, 
he was obsessed with the magic school bus theme for a okay. while, which he was like uh, trying to memorize and sing very off key. But, you know, I'm trying to remember how that, that one goes. Um, <laughs> we, In, I'm not going to sing it right now. Insert audio here. <laughs> <laughs> um, now he's been uh, he's been he gets it, you know, as all kids do on these mini obsessions, like he'll be obsessed with one thing for a short time. He's lately been watching a lot of Curious George and we've yes. been watching the Curious Love George Curious movies George. Oh. and that. And the one that he's like been watching, the one with the Jack Johnson yep, uh, yep. soundtrack, and yep. he's really been like trying to listen and, and, and cool. learn those songs. So it's, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Jack Johnson fan, but that soundtrack sure. is great and very kid friendly. And it's like Definitely. that's very competent music. And I'm like, that's, you know, if he's going to listen to that, that's that's great. But um, shout out you know, him his, with the yellow hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just going to like to circle back to that. That That's basically the same with photography for me yeah. and the kids. Like it's it's we, we do it. It's fun. I show them editing, but I, I just still take it a little too serious to really <laughs> like be able to pass that soul yeah. of the of the art form to them. Yeah. One thing that, you know, having talked to musicians and asked them, them a similar question about, you know, are the kids into music or they want to do what their dad does? Yep. You know, a lot of them just said, I, I, I don't push it on them. If they, they want to come to me at some point, yep, they'll yep. come to me. And, um, you know, I think that Billy Martin uh, from Desk Martin Wood said so that cool. about his, his son, like, like was not into drums and then he was into drums and then he wasn't into drums and now he's back into drums. So it's like he's just kind of letting him find his way. And if he's there, right. you know, if he wants, if, he, if he's back into the, the interest, you know, his dad's going to be there for him um and, and and stuff and that's i i i've been trying to you know let myself do that and not push certain things like expose my son right. like we've been instead of listening to spotify we'll listen to the radio when he goes to daycare which gives him you know a broader range of songs and it might frustrate him that there's commercials right, <laughs> and, right, right, or he right, wants right. to go back and listen to a song but you know give him kind of that exposure and just kind of let him figure it out on his own rather than try to guide him in a certain sure, way sure or even the like central themes through it all, like storytelling, right? Like we love watching movies. That's that's probably our our more shared like mm -hmm. art form than anything. And uh, he's starting to get to the age where he's really p pointing out really really cool stuff visually or about the mm -hmm. story. So uh, that's pretty cool to pass down. That's awesome. Um, and you know, speaking of, of music, as we were talking, to you know, at the top of the show, I did mention how you. You were you were try, you always try to influence me to get to listen to more rap, and you've always pushed you know pushed me to send me albums every once in a while to, to check out. Um, and one thing at camp that you were also huge on was exposing others to just good music in general, and having others you know you wanted to learn from others as well. You you ran that that underground digging workshop, which yeah, I definitely yeah, stole yeah. from you uh, for years after. You know where you would I'm so we'd, glad I lived on. Yeah, which where we. You know, a bunch of us, this is pre-Spotify, so we'd sit around with our iPods, plug them into yep. a, a speaker system and be like, this is a great song. And then we'd swap songs onto our iPods and our oh computers. Oh, my and stuff. gosh. Um, That's how I learned you know, about the Avid Brothers. Yeah. I mean, I learned a, a, a lot. So, a lot of, so, yeah. So honestly, right. like you played you played Use Me by Bill Withers and that just like unlocked like a, yes. you know, a door in my mind. And yes. it's like I went out and just bought a whole bunch of Bill Withers. Like, so awesome. Do you do that with your kids? Like, are you, do you kind of just like showcase them a bunch of stuff or, or tr you know, like oh, how, how do you okay. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, uh, man, I love talking about this, first of all. I'm so hyped to talk about music. Um, I, I do it with my children, and I also have to say I do it with my students, too. Oh, like, of course. The yeah, soundtrack yeah, yeah. in the classroom <laughs> is so imperative. Like, I, I got one of the biggest compliments last year. This girl, um, she was sort of holding her phone in this weird way, and I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, nothing, you know, kind of kind of put the face of the phone down. She's shazamming. Like, I was like, I literally don't care. I'm just curious. And she was like, I'm shazamming. I was like, why are you why are you embarrassed about that? She's like, I have I've shazammed so much music in your class. I'm like, dude, let's talk about it. What are you hiding it for? Um and we talked about David Bowie after that. She was oh, like nice. like she just couldn't believe I knew who David Bowie was. Like, okay, girl. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, man, they're 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 still children, so they got to get the basics, like mm-hmm. Outcast. <laughs> uh, you know, I, we've been talking about the Beatles a lot lately. Um, Bob Marley for sure, um, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix for sure. Like, I like to think that if Michael Jackson came on the radio, Juniper could probably be like, "It's Michael Jackson." Mm. You know, I'm trying just trying to get the classics now. For sure, yeah. but but they're getting there. Uh, actually, I feel ju- like I actually Calvin, just uh, yeah, I just had a weird moment with Calvin the other day where I was asking him like, "What's the first song that like you remember that was like deep, like not just like this is fun to listen to music, not just entertainment, but like meant something?" And he said, "Bohemian Rhapsody." Hmm. I was like, "That's pretty cool, actually." Uh, take it back to Apple Farm again. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, I thought that was a cool answer. So how do you so when you do show uh, you know play Outcast for your kids, do you do you leave it wide open or do you like turn the volume down or how do you uh, deal with some of the lyrical content? Yeah, no, no. For if it's like a if we're if I'm gonna listen to like a whole album, yeah, I'll play the clean version for sure. You just kind of have to. Yeah. Um, but if it's like a select song and it's me and Calvin, nah, dude, I'll just, I'll just play the right. yeah. I'll I'll play Spodiote for him. Yeah, <laughs> uncut for sure. Because I mean, I, I've mentioned before on the podcast, my dad would play the uh, uh, the the love symbol album by Prince, and oh, you know cool. the first song being "Sexy Motherfucker," yeah, basically. Yeah. So he would he he'd have he had a cassette. He 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 put it onto cassette from a CD, and then he put it in the car, and so wow. like he he'd be playing it, and then you'd hear "You Sexy Ucker," you know, whatever, whatever, <laughs> like that, you know. And so it would come back on. Awesome. Um, awesome. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't know if you, you did that with, with, with your kids or not, but obviously, um, you know, you don't. But, that, you well, know, or you do. It's, it's, an it's easier now because there's so many clean and, and, and you know, for versions. Sure. It's also an important conversation. 100% yeah. an important conversation. I mean, Calvin and I, uh, I don't know if this is too honest, but Calvin and I talked about the N word when he was like five or six. Mm-hmm. We were listening to Wu Tang and they just kept repeating it. Um, insert audio here. <laughs> Just kidding. And they, uh, yeah, man. I was like, and he started to he started to like mouth it, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. Paused it, made a really big deal about it, and just said, that's just a word that you can never repeat. It's just a word, and as you grow up, you can understand why you can't say it, but you just can't. You can't ever say that word. Um, and he like still remembers that moment. Mm. He does. It's like being like, oh, this is like serious. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe that's too young, but no, I mean, you know, if it's, it's not, it made an impact on him. Then you, you, you've, you've done your job. Like it's, sure. you know, it's, you know, if it, 
if if you if they understand your message, there's, it's never too Fair never too young. Fair um, and so speaking of all this hip hop, you obviously are a huge fan of hip hop yes. and rap, and you know. I've had a hard time getting into it. I ha, you know, I like what I like in, in terms yeah. of things, but my the, remind the, me, the, remind me, who do you like? Okay, so well, here, well, let's let, let's talk. Let's talk because I, I, I want to talk about this because okay, okay, I okay. think for for me, the hardest thing for me is is you know in rap is I'm a music person. Yes, uh, and I I maybe I'm I'm assuming wrong, but you are much more of a lyrical person. Like I mean, you like music, but you the lyrics really grab you a lot or, or is or am I, I wrong in that man if i'm gonna have to choose i i would say i maybe 60 40 60 music production and mm. 40 40 lyrics because for me that the, the the hardest thing for me is with rap is and in music in general sure like i hear a song i'm not concentrating on what they're saying sure i'm, I'm listening to the melody i'm listening to the beat i'm listening to the, the, yeah. the groove and it's hard for me to because it's with, with certain rap songs like there's you know an ostinato or, or a groove of, of you know that that will repeat over and over again um but a lot of times especially with the new stuff i like there's some there's, sometimes there's no groove and 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 because i'm not concentrating on the lyrics it's hard for me to get into it immediately for sure, for sure. um and you know, so for me, a lot of the, the the hip hop and rap stuff I like is the stuff that is grounded in the the sampled stuff of funk, soul, cool. um, or even you know, like with in terms of like the roots, which you know I'm a fan of. I'm not, I don't listen to them a lot, but like I like them. Um, Shout out and Coastal. you know, but like you know, really one of the the the. the the rap group said I really dug a lot was Jurassic Five, and Very that cool, was yeah. because you know. The, of all the music and that they were based in and even yep. kind of the rhythmic styles of the rapping itself where you know i don't yeah. know it, I mean, it was also yeah that, that's cut chemist yeah you know that's cut chemist i, I know you're saying jurassic five but the music is cut chemist so yeah. go check out some cut chemist records <laughs> <laughs> oh so so i mean so what really you know because you're a white guy from northern Texas. Yeah. Um, and you are a real hip hop guy. You don't, you know, it's not just the the mainstream stuff. It is the under more underground indie stuff that you you dig. I mean, you wore a Black Alicia shirt every summer. You had like <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what Black Alicia's was. And you know, you were raving about them at, at camp. Um Man, Gift to Gab Gift to Gab passed away yeah, last year. Man. I know, yeah. Gift to Gab passed away last year. Yeah. Um and um you know what what really attracted you to the genre you know and for you to become such a a, a huge fan there's a lot there's a lot to that <laughs> uh i think you know first of all to kind of get to what you're saying earlier about some of like the repetition and some of like the groove that you can't get into mm -hmm. i think an interesting part of that kind of goes back to its history right like that's so much of it is just to hype people up and get people to dance right mm -hmm. like that's the origin of it um so that's that's just like part of its history you know part of its like uh culture and uh and i i like i of course have heard the repetitive um criticism uh before mm -hmm. i've i've heard it in jazz too right like how funny is that 
like how little do you understand jazz if you think it's repetitive like yeah it's it's the exact opposite of repetitive but uh i guess that's how, how i feel about hip-hop like it's it's incredibly evolving like it is it's hard to argue that it's not the most worldwide successful like influential art form of the 21st century right like it's hard right. to argue against that yeah um its influence is just incredible and uh, it should be like it should be um so you know i i i love the 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 history first right and the idea that these people were just trying to throw a party and <laughs> Let's take this little bit of a record, right, and skip it. And if we do it back and forth, you know the history. And man, what a beautiful concept. Like, what a beautiful creation. That they were just taking two turntables and going back and forth and creating music. And that's that's probably why you love what you love, right? Like you mm -hmm. said, those old funk samples. I mean, that's the hip-hop I love, too, for sure. Yeah. And... Uh, and then just like the the youth, the youthfulness of rap, and it kind of embodies what we were talking about earlier, right? Being like empathetic. <laughs> rap is like empathism in your face. It's like right there. It's like you have to listen to us. We matter. What's going on matters. Um, and to do it in the most poetic way is just... I. I I mean, I'm just beside myself that I don't understand why more people aren't into the artistry of hip-hop. Because it's, yeah. it's an incredible story. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, again, it's... For me, like, I, I appreciate it. I have, you know, I yeah. think some of the artists that are out there, especially when you dig into what they're doing in their story and what they're trying to convey, there is a huge artistic aspect to it. And I think... You know, it's probably, you know, it's it's definitely seated in the, the fact that where the media, you know, yeah, has put it, 100%. you know, for decades of like this, like violent, you know, culture. I mean, like think Absolutely. about when we were growing up, what Absolutely. was, Snoop you know, yes. right, right. Rap was, was, was a Gangster violent, rap, yeah. yeah, it was a violent thing. It was, you know, destroying our youth. It was, you know, whatever. But see, I think um, it's important for me, even back then. Even back then, I was like, I don't know if this is right. Like, even back then, I was like, F the police is a metaphor. Mm. Like, even at, I don't even know what age at 10, 11, 12, or whenever that got to me, I was like, wait a second, y'all are angry, but it's not serious. It's art. Like, even then, I was even tapped in. Like, when they were running over, like, the, the CDs <laughs> in the street with the steamrollers, yeah. I was like, that's, like, this is the problem. Like, you're just trying right. to censor the exact opposite person you should censor they're going to be louder yeah well i, th I think that says more about your your brain <laughs> the way your brain enough. is wired because you know you, you look at how people in general take they don't think about things they don't they don't hear the message and i'm definitely guilty of it in a lot of respects sure. you know having you know i was when i was younger and i've talked about it on the show i was very much like if it's popular it's crap like you know right, if it's right, if right, everyone right, else right. if all these people who don't understand music like it then it's probably <laughs> terrible um and there is a lot of that <laughs> yeah and um you know so i know you know we've had some short text messages about like you've you're you've 
you've been shouting the accolades and shouting, <laughs> you know, you're in love with the new Kendrick Lamar album. Um, yeah, and go. so, you know, what are your thoughts on the current state of rap? Because you have stuff like Kendrick, which is, yeah. you know, incredibly deep, very artistic, totally out there musically, very hard to listen to at times. But when you dig it like that album, I did listen through and listen to the lyrics and there was some really deep stuff in there, um, you know, and, and then but on the, the other side of it, you have stuff where it's, you know, I, I don't I don't get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the, the more popular rap, I guess, stuff that's like on. I don't even know MTV exists anymore, but like, you know, that that kind of stuff. Like who? Like who? I don't even like know. Who? Like, I really don't know. Like, like drink you know, or like. Oh, I, I've never, Future. yeah, see, like, see, like, Drake, I've barely ever listened to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember when my students were talking about, what was it, uh, that guy, 69, I don't remember what the, I forget his name, he had, like, rainbow teeth, or, and uh, he's in jail now, I think, or, and it was just, like, the most violent, oh, oh, um, yeah. I forget his name. Uh, uh, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever it was, he didn't matter. Yeah, well, but it's, like, that kind of stuff, and, and it just, I guess for me, it's just, I, I, it never, it didn't connect again. Right. right? And right. so I don't know much about it. And so, you know, here's, here's an interesting way to think about it. For me, it breaks down in like three categories, right? And sometimes these categories cross over and sometimes they don't, right? So you basically have street rap and I hate to call it that. I wish there was a better way to call it, but you know what I'm saying? Like street mm -hmm. real rap. Then there's entertainment rap, right? There's like, um, the what's on the what what you're referring to, right? The pop mm. rap, and then there's art rap, right? And like again, sometimes those cross over. To me, Outkast cross over all three of those for sure, right? Uh, some of the greatest cross over all three. But then some people stay in their lane, you know, like. And 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 where you make those distinctions is obviously subjective and and like your own taste, but. I think if we start thinking, I don't know, if, if, if you think about it like that, then maybe you'll gravitate toward one more, you know, style over another style. And you can mm -hmm. find some more stuff that you might be interested in. Because isn't that the perception, right? That it's just this radio trash. I mean, the stuff on the radio is 90% awful, but it is on every radio station, you know, unless it's like yeah. an in independent local station. And so it's just all uh, not good. Um, <laughs> so... So you got to do some research, you know, you got to, you got to do some diving, but the state of rap, uh, to, to get to that question, man, is like, it's interesting to think about because first of all, it, the state of rap doesn't care what I think yeah. <laughs> or, or what you think or, uh, or whatnot. It's just, it's going to move forward with or without us period. Uh, and that's, that's an admirable thing. Uh, it's something that inspires me actually. Uh, but Oh man, there's there's so many cool artists. There's so 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 many cool cool artists. I mean, I don't know if you just want me to start going off on well, them. Well, let's just you know here. Let's because you know at the end of the show, uh, we do True. talk about. True. We we like to discuss what we're listening to, and we okay. ask the guests to do the same. So why don't you give us uh, three songs or three artists that you would like or you think our listeners should check out? So okay, so. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many, man. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so as far as the state of rap goes, let's we can start there. You mentioned the new Kendrick. Uh, it's it's. I think when we talk about that album, we should think about how to listen to it. And I I 
tell anyone who's listening, you must listen to this album with headphones on, and you cannot be, you know, you can, in uninterrupted time, right? If you listen to it, if you digest the album that way, you'll have a different perspective on it. But the story, um, the, the, the parenting side of everything, mm-hmm. and that's such a cool aspect of rap. Like, for the first time in its history, we're seeing these albums come out that deal with parenting and marriage and like all the things quite literally I'm going through. Right. So when he starts his album with 1,855 days or whatever it is like that last five years, his hell, his personal hell was, was also my hell. So for him to come back and like give the spiritual heartbreaking album, like dude, it wasn't just like a, a a nice music. No, (laughs) it was a masterpiece. And, and, It was um, it meant a lot to me personally, just because of the stories that are you know woven throughout the album are are like so, I mean it's just straight up triggering you know like um, I can't I can't imagine you listening to We Cry Together like I, I literally can't do, do imagine you hear something crazy this is wild you know you, we can edit this out but when I was halfway through that song and I almost didn't make it actually I almost took my headphones off and this is the night the night it comes out right so it's like eleven twenty. And I'm like halfway through and my phone keeps ringing. And it's like this unknown number. I'm like, calls like the fourth time. I'm like, fine. In the middle of the song, I pick it up. It's the fourth police department. <laughs> I'm like, hello. They're like, long story short, the, the, uh, uh, was being arrested. And like, uh-huh. she asked them to call me. And I was just like the insane coincidence behind. And I, I like, I had to sit for a second, right? I was like, well, you know, no, there's not much I can do, hung up. But then uh, when I like got back to my bed to, you know, pick up the headphones, I was like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. how do I how do I come back from that? Uh, I just started it over. I just started the song over. But yeah, that song is just, I mean, oof. Um, but to keep it going, man, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to the old Black Star, Tyler Kweli and... I, you know, I, I, I haven't, I know of them. I tried to find a way to listen to the new black star album, which I guess is, is super hard. They've made it, yep. for, you know, subscription only yep. We're good for them for, for, you know, finding a way for to, sure. to own their own stuff. Absolutely. Um, but I've heard great things about it. Yeah, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Produced by Mad Lib. Uh, it's just, I love really, his stuff, man. Oh his, man. He's wild. Yeah. That, that thing he did with Fortet last year was incredible the, and the blue note thing i mean his blue oh, note yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, is yeah. just yeah he's a madman and to think that's just what we get to hear he's <laughs> he's one of those guys i just want to tap into his hard drive and <laughs> drive around for a bit but yeah man the black star album was really really cool um i bought it the night it came out i had to and and it was just it was kind of like fun like it, it didn't seem like they took it too serious they weren't trying to be something you know um, but if you can find a way to find, I mean, you can probably find tracks yeah, on YouTube it, it, at this yeah, point, stuff right? On YouTube, yeah. Um, and then something I'm excited about is the Domi and the, oh, uh, JD. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, That's be cool, they man. are some, if you don't know who Joe, Domi and JD are, there's these two teenagers. One's uh, Domi is a French keyboard piano player. She's, I think what she might be 19. I don't remember how old she Somewhere is, but there. But she's an incredible jazz keyboardist, and and JD is a kid from Texas, right? He's uh, he's like a he's like a little bit younger than her, and he's this incredible drummer. 
yep. who I remember seeing videos of him being like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he, his style is so unique. Um, and they got signed to Anderson Pack's yep. label and yep. Bluna or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. So yeah. go on. So I think that drops. Yeah, I think that drops tomorrow actually. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. So that's. Um, but uh, man, just I just want to listen to things I'm listening to. That Quelle Chris, uh, Death Fame, was really mm. really good. Uh, one of the title tracks. I think it's technically the second track is. Uh, man, it's just you would love it. I think you would really like that beat, and uh, it's a song about being grateful. So can't go wrong with that, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know Coast Contra? Nope. All right. So there's this uh, Never Freestyle that they dropped a couple weeks ago. I think you should check that out. That's really that's a good that's a good watch. Uh, speaking of Texas, man, you know Robert Glasper? Yes. Robert Glasper came out with man. He's coming out with these like succession of just beautiful al- albums with uh, like Terrence Martin and mm-hmm. I mean Q Tip is on dude. It's just incredible work. Um, yeah, he's a Houston guy, right? I think. I don't. I, I don't I'm not sure. And then uh, speaking of Houston, you, do you know Krongben? Oh uh, yes, yes, I yes, do know Krongben. Yes. I was just listening to them a little bit. Man, recently. they they are just. Like they do something to me, man. They they are just incredible. Um, I could listen to them in any situation, <laughs> doing anything. And then uh, they've done some work with Leon Bridges, who's a Fort Worth guy. Yep. And uh, those those records are pretty good. Yeah. And you give it, you know, those are all great. I'm gonna have to listen to a bunch of this stuff because um, you know you always give good recommendations, and even if it's just like get through it once, um, <laughs> you know, just to open my mind a little bit more about what's going on and. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, uh, I've learned some stuff from you guys too, though, man. That's what oh, I love yeah. about the show, man. I, I've, I picked we up appreciate the, uh, that. Yeah. The OCs, man. Oh yeah. There. And you're, are you close to where uh, the levitation sessions happen or I'm not sure where it happen. That's, that's a Texas thing, man. Is that's it? uh I think it's might be outside of Austin and I know you're, you're pretty I far. I don't even know. Austin. Yeah. It's, that's uh, pretty cool. let me see. Oh, and the, the rapper we were trying to discuss before was six, nine. That Six nine, the, yes. <laughs> a caller, a caller just called in. Yeah, <laughs> really appreciate the fact that you you say that because you know that's one thing that we always strive to do is to For try to sure. expose each other and to our audience to, to new stuff. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot from Steve and Joe as well um, about you know music and whatnot. I, I I think that's something that I I appreciate about the show is when it comes down to it, the work the work that y'all do is about like the musicians like the music like the real definition music the yeah. soul of the music and not just uh what's bouncing off the walls you know right well thank you so much and thank you andrew for coming on to the show it was so great to catch up with you for and sure man thank you for I having re- me I, so much i really appreciate you know you being you know i know you're, you're you weren't you didn't give us all the details but your story you know is just something i feel like people need to be reminded about like that this shit goes on this stuff is goes on and um you know to hear from someone who you know uh it like you you've you know you've gone through a whole bunch of stuff and it's just admirable to see you come out on the other side and you know stronger and you know better for it so i really appreciate you coming on and telling us your story truthfully man that's that's part of the reason why i wanted to do it you know it's just to to anyone that would hear it and say man i i know in my heart that like this life I'm living is not right. You know, like this, 
these decisions aren't healthy and that you can get past it, man, and your kids are going to be okay. And you just got to make some really hard, tough choices and, and stick with those choices, you know, uh, be consistent and, and, uh, get out of those situations, man, because, uh, man, those, those traumatic abusive situations are, are, you know, most people just don't talk about it. So, yeah. Well, thanks again, man. It was great yeah, talking man. to you. Absolutely, bro. Thanks for listening to this episode and a special thanks to Andrew Giles for coming on to the show. It was really great for me to reconnect with him and to allow him to discuss his journey through fatherhood. If you'd like to follow Andrew on social media, you can do so on Instagram at andrewgphoto. And now if you're interested in hearing some of the music that Andrew discussed, as well as a plethora of other artists that he is into currently, he's created a special Spotify playlist based on those artists and songs he discussed in the show today. It's called Dad Rocks with a question mark, and that will be linked in the episode description. So please go check that out. It's got some great music on it. Now, if you've enjoyed what you heard and haven't already, go ahead and follow, like, subscribe, or whatever you need to do to automatically get new episodes of the podcast. We'd also really appreciate it if you left a review on whichever podcasting platform you use or, you know, just told a friend or two about the show. It'd also be great if you gave us a shout, uh, either on social media or via email. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both at DadRocksPod. Uh, we are also now on TikTok. We're going to try to ramp that up a little bit. Just again, DadRocksPod. You can find us on Facebook by just searching up DadRocksPodcast. And you can always email us at DadRocksPod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or any show ideas for us. You know, So please give us a shout. Once again, thanks for listening today, and remember, dads, you rock.